She ruled the radio airwaves and TV screens with 20 number one hits on the music charts. Named Best Female Vocalist for five consecutive years during the mid-80s and World Vision Malaysia Ambassador. In this episode, Catholics at Home is honoured to speak with a true Malaysian icon. This is All Access with Francisca Peter. Hello and welcome to another episode of Catholics at Home, which is produced in collaboration with the Catholic Research Centre in Kuala Lumpur. My name is Kachang Kevin, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host Mark Darren Lee. Hi, Mark. Hey, Kevin. What's up? <laughs> yeah, the, the previous show, you told me not to ask you the same question every time I introduce you, right? So this time, I'm going to give you Definitely. a tricky question. Let's see if you can answer sure. this one. What is the name of the second unofficial Malaysia anthem? Do you know that one? What's the title of the second national anthem, unofficial? Do you know that song? Oh, <laughs> all <Is it> right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. And you know what? We have right. the singer who sang that song way back then and it's being covered by many, many people right now. So that's good. Good on you, Mark. Also joining the conversation is Father Clarence Devadas. Hello, Father. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm... Let me ask you the question. Oh, now. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the question is? Yeah, how are you? How are you oh, doing? Okay. How, are you, how are you coping with MCO? Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I, I'm coping all right. Uh, just for today, actually, I had an early shift in the morning. So, you know, I haven't, I woke up very early and, you know, I can feel the energy slowly, slowly. I think after this show, I'm going to crash, crash for a few hours. So, in the meantime, I'm quite excited right now because of our special guest. So, I still have the energy flowing. And as I mentioned in the opener, our special guest today is Francisca Peter. Hi, friend. Hi. Hello, friend. I have to tell you this story just before we start, all right? I can, oh. now, I can now strike off something off my bucket list, okay? Because uh, here's a little story. It's a little bit silly. Please bear with me. But back in my school days, you know, uh, the kids will call you anything but your name, right? And uh, nicknames were too old school, so they'll call you like your parents' name or, you know, something. And my full name is actually... Kevin Peter Francis. So you can imagine what the guys used to call me. Hey, Tanya lah, Francisca Peter. Tanya, Francisca Peter. And I told myself, you know, one day, just one day, I'm going to meet this Francisca Peter. Lo and behold, the day is finally here. <laughs> That's a very good story, actually. I like that. That's really good. How interesting, eh, your name? Yeah, you know, and you know, they, they kept calling me Francisca Peter until we studied about Francis Light. Then they switched over to Francis Light. Well, anyway, that's a very silly story from me. I'm sorry to bother you with no, that. It's, but... it's a nice story. Anyway, nice how, ha story. how have you been coping with the MCO? Um, not too bad. Uh, a bit strange. Um, strange as in now everything is done like on, on, on the net. You know, I'm just like, mm -hmm. and I almost feel like I have a fear of being addicted to it mm -hmm. as it is we all are kind of addicted to it you know yeah yep. um and it's it's even worse for children because this addiction as it is some kids already suffer this addiction mm -hmm. and um, you know some may have one or two kids but what about those who have like five four five six kids you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. how do they deal with this online thing um, because it's so dangerous once we come out of this, what's going to happen to the children, you know? Will they yeah. be so addicted to it? Like for us, already as it is, it is not quite an addiction. But as artists, I think even like for yourselves, now you guys are always doing these things, you know? But once you go home, you you you, you tend to like switch off and then you want to crash, you really have a good rest, you know? And you switch everything off. Some of us are able and capable of doing that, you know? But not a lot of people are but now i find like i'm even more on it because um even the recordings i'm doing now is online like uh, rtm celebrates its 74th anniversary this year mm -hmm. our national tv station so even that as i was called to do the the morning show uh to to sing their birthday song and celebrate and and it's all online it's like it's so weird and we did skype with that you know 
and then the other was also TV3, also another one, Morning King, and it was also on on online. But that one they did it, I think they did it was was it not sure it was Facebook or something like that. And you know, different people using different different uh, um, uh, um, online internet uh, uh, kind of uh, you know like you know podcast. You got this now that we're using because of my bad some connection thing. So um, it's it's a bit strange. And even when I have to record, I record myself alone, mm -hmm. doing everything myself, and then I send it to the producer, mm -hmm. and then they put everything together like how we are now, you know, little, little, little four corners, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, it's a so bit strange. Do you all have like a minus one where you sing to, or, or um, is it? Um, um, initially, well, some of my friends, musicians, these guys that I work with, uh, he's uh, also a musical conductor producer as well for RTM and he, he sort of asked me for fun hey come let's do something together because everyone's doing it you know the whole world literally every artist in the world is doing it so I say yeah we also have a lot of people doing it here so I say yeah why don't we do it so we did something of my song uh, we arranged it and had some fun with it then we, he I think presented it to the station and then they decided that we're going to take it a step further and then they decided to uh, make a, a series of it so now there's got this show thing so i think mine is coming out um, on the 27th i think uh it's probably going to be like in the afternoon show on tv2 and there's another one also coming up and now they're doing the the arrangements for my music so what they do is they do the stop song then they send it they email it to me then i play it plug my headphones and imagine you're singing it on headphones and then when you play it back there's no music going on but there's just their voice but they yeah. do everything and put it all together i mean you guys are doing this so you kind of know you know how it works uh but it is kind of strange it's really very strange you know and it's also different because because you know we have our stylists to do our makeup and all that mm -hmm. frankly i'm not a person who's like really great at makeup makeup kind of thingy it's not my thing but just a little bit here and there is fine to look presentable uh but we i'm not like the thick of it no so we have to just do what we can you know uh rustle whatever we can on our face try to look uh, decent uh presentable and then a hair thing i decided i just i was irritated with my hair so i just scissors it scissored it up and cut it off and just say, ah, never mind, just like that, you know, and just get on with it. So it's all the things that you suddenly have to do on your own. And I, I find that some things seem practical. Like, you know, you really think, you feel like certain things you are kind of like changing. As in, after this thing is over, I'm wondering if I'll do the same things or not, you know? You know, one of the things I, I, as I'm listening to you, I, I find some similarities, you know. I mean, you're so used to, uh, you know, singing to an audience. You know, something yeah. like this priest. I mean, you yeah. say celebrate Mass to a, with an audience, the congregation. And now having to do it in front of a camera or in front of a, you know, a small crew of people and still yeah. reaching out to a larger audience, you know. I feel it quite, I mean, I'm not so used to it yet. Uh, yeah. How how do you feel? I mean, I mean, as an entertainer, I think you know it's the it's the audience that energizes you. But now you're having to look at a camera and sing. Do you have the same emotions uh, when you when you sing that way? You know, it's really funny. My hair is standing on end as you speak like that, and you ask these questions. It is really. I don't know. I actually like it, and I don't like it, but I like it. I don't know how to explain. That sounds rather warped, right? Don't you think? Yeah. And I kind of like it because why? On one hand, people are all online and they're searching. They're all searching for something, whether it's spiritually, godly, whatever. Uh, could you be curious about another faith or not? You know, uh, God forbid they're going into some other cultish groups, which is not a good thing. Not right now, because we don't really need all that kind of thing. Uh, you want to find goodness, lightness, and to think that, you know, or, or, or maybe channeling ourselves to see that 
when you read so much online, you feel like, uh, and you know so much, and you're able to reach so many more people. Sometimes we think we're not reaching, but we're actually reaching out to more people. So there is, there's, there's actually kind of like a good thing about it too. Not completely, but there is still kind of a good thing. Of course, I've got friends who complain to me and say things like, you know, we are all people, peoples, you know, we all like people, but some are more selective than others, you know, and some they just are anything goes. But I've got friends who like, I think they get depressed because they are very like social, social type. And they got to have people, one of my friends was just telling me the other day, oh, you know, I can't stand, I cannot pick it, you know, I'm in the house. Oh my God. And, and then uh, he's on the cam talking to me and he shows me his beer. Look what I got. And I was thinking, okay <laughs> and i think that's how he was like you know and he was stressed because why he said, i need to have people around me so i'm not sure what's going on with that and i think he says i'm very depressed and he goes like that so i worry about people like that because they need to have crowds around so well, there I, is yeah i mean i i guess yeah in, in some ways that kind of energizes people also in a different way uh, yeah. you know, in a kind of a different kind of energy. You know, one of the things that I've been, you know, I think you and I must be about the same age. Lah. We are maybe in the same generation at least. Growing up, watching RTM and, you know, I, 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 still, I, still, I still remember, you know, uh, 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 I think it's, it's Roy and Friend, right? That's how yes. it all started in those days, watching on TV, yes. you know. Uh, I mean, that's that's the Francisca Peter that I kind of knew uh, watching RTM uh, in those days. But never knew, yeah. you know, what got you interested in music? I mean, how did you get into a career of, of singing? I mean, I don't think many people know that. Um, I think they do, but I think, you know what, you know, um, information is information. It's always fast. It comes, it goes. And some people, they really, some people, they really, really adore you and, and, and love you. They would like not stalkers but they just like they just like memorize your life you know and they memorize it so well better than their own history book and then you can remember every little thing you did you know but um as uh, for me i think um it was by chance one of the reasons uh you know talking about world vision and ambassadorship to world vision and i come this far and still am but you know look at the way things are now we are also struggling trying to cope with how we can reach some of the, the families and the children because it is no joke. I mean, even churches, IHD, so I'm sure they have their issues and their problems, how to reach and get to the people they need to get. Um, so when it comes to that, when we got into it, we were very, uh, my family was quite poor. I mean, I don't want to talk about the history of my family before coming into it. I, although my dad was actually from quite a wealthy family, a very, um, what you call it, cultured, educated family. But um, it's just circumstances. And, you know, if I talk about things, it was unfortunate that he was a bit of an alcoholic. Um, he was a great writer, one of the first uh, uh, writers in Malaya, you know. He, um, and he was also with the British Army. I mean, God rest his soul. I mean, the, it was it was kind of tough for us because we were very poor. And when I got into it, you know, um, a lot had happened in our family. So, you know, we, I, I just told my mom that I said, you know, since I love singing so much, it's a time where whenever you get involved in entertainment, it was a time where uh, people will say, oh, it's not good, you know, drugs, la. And then after getting to all kinds of things, then you get the prostitution line and all sorts of things. So those are how people used to talk like that, you know, and become an alcoholic after you smoke also and all that. Um, and it's just that, you know, when you want to have to find a way to, uh, I thought that that was one of the most uh, decent ways of, of me earning a living, um, you know, um, since I, I can't go and, and finish go to college you know finish uh, go to university or whatever so i just told my mom so let me finish off secondary and let me just go and i'll just go and sing and and earn a living and that was how it all started and those days when you think about it 
I think it was about 78, maybe 78, 79, maybe 78, 78, something like that. Um, and uh, my first gig, I remember those days, 400 ringgit a month was a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money, 400 ringgit, you know, because when you have a house you're renting, um, it only costs like maybe 100 ringgit for, you know, uh, 120, 150 ringgit for a whole house, you know, when you, you rent a whole house. And so my family was, you know, and um, the rest, my mom was able to save. And then she used to play this thing called Kutu. Do they still play that? I don't know. Because it's like, you know, they used to play that. My mom used to play that. And then it's like, they have like maybe four families, four families, five families, these women. They will go like, it's like a, 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 a circle they do. So they say, oh, Alice needs this first. So, you know, they say, if they all have like 20 ringgit, they put into this little thing, pot. Then they say, okay, after it's finished, Aaron puts it, we give Alice first because she needs it more for the children, you know, and then she takes it first. Then after you pay back again, you can get back, put everyone put again, then the next one. That's what they used to do. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So that's how it started, really. And uh, did you oh, see in church uh, last time? Were you a choir member or? I do. You know, my sister Bibiana, who's also my manager now, she is amazing. I always felt like she was like the best thing that I couldn't be. But she had all the church upbringing. She was such a, 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 a choir girl. She was a reader. She was everything she did. She was also one of the first, I think, uh, when they had the, what you call, altar girls. She was one of the first, mm. you know. And uh, then after that, it kind of like went off away. So, and I always felt like, wow, you know, I always felt so proud of her because she had this wonderful, uh, 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 what you call this, uh, root of Catholic faith, you know. And that's why she's probably, my, my friends in the States, my Catholic friends would call her, like, where's your walking conscience? <laughs> my walking conscience. So she like nips it in the butt. And then I'm like, okay, all righty, here goes. So I, and I've learned a lot from her as well. You know, yes, I love my faith. I love my priests and all of them. They've been so wonderful and helpful whenever I have a, a little uh, I have questions or thoughts about things, you know. Um, it's been always very helpful. And uh, she also is the extra help sometimes of the faith, you know, like she made me get involved. Only now, I think the last five years only, I began to really understand and get involved in church like doing reading and things like that. But of course, there's the other side to be where I say, you, I always thought that Catholic people are so, all those people doing things, you know, so holy and so good one. How come uh, some of them are a bit strange? And my sister, okay, you know, then my sister say, that is life. No worries, friend. I, 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 I'm also working with two strange people, so... <laughs> Don't worry, you're quite comfortable. Yeah. You know, one of the, one, you know, one of one of the myths. I think this is one of the myths. You know, people think that you know, uh, people in entertainment industry, uh, industries uh, cannot be religious people. Also, you know, it's like this myth that goes around. People think that they don't. It's like water and oil; they don't sit together. You know, but I think you have kind of found a balance. You know, uh, in the life of the church. I mean. You have always, uh, you know, been available to help in church, uh, using the talents that God has given you in in many ways. I mean, I myself in a parish have benefited having you over, you know, to sing for a charity event, and you know, you found a kind of, you know, um, yeah, yeah. How does your faith sustain you during these times? I mean, especially in this industry. I try. Sometimes it's very hard. You know what? If I could just live alone. Uh, this is my bread and butter. I don't have any business. Let me put it out there first, everybody. Let you all know. It is my only bread and butter. I'm not like something. There's probably one or two percentage of our, in the Malay, Malaysian, uh, Bahasa Malaysia uh, music industry, whereby our national language industry, whereby, uh, you know, there's probably about maybe 2% or 3% who are like really rich, rich kind of artists, you know. Uh, but a majority of them are not really rich. Maybe some are like, uh, what do you call it, moderately okay, but they wouldn't be millionaires, like maybe the one, two percentage of them who are. Um, 
I mean, they're very blessed, you know, you know, while we, but uh, for a lot of us, we actually work very hard, um, um, mind you. Um, and I just wish that uh, sometimes uh, people can be a little bit more understanding to a lot of people like me, you know, because as much as anything, if I could, I would just completely do all Catholic church events, you know. But of course, you know, there's also a fee. My, my manager is always saying, you know, people sometimes fail to realize that this is your bread and butter. And then, you know, you're doing free is one thing. That's why I, I do my own research to my, my, my sister. Although she's my sister, she's my manager. She always gives me, all right, this organization needs help. Uh, here's the link. Go do your research and figure out how you feel and read about them. Read up. So that's my job. So I have to read up about them. And then and I have to remember certain things, you know. So I jot down all the things that are necessary, that this important facts, and then I go by that after reading the stuff, then um I will go back to her. Then I say, you know what? If I see that they've got like some I don't want to be mean about this, but I I'm honest, I think. Uh I mean we are both kind of honest there. Um and um sometimes when you have they've got like big sponsorships. So you wonder sometimes, you know, and we're very transparent people, both of us, you know. I think that's why my mom always said, that's why you guys, she's very proud of us that we are honest there. Uh, but on one hand, she also knows that my children will never be rich, rich, because they are honest and she's happy that we are that way. Uh, just that we, 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 what you call this, uh, we, 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 we sometimes have to tell them that, okay, this is a fee. We have a charity fee. We also have uh, fees that are for the normal kind of events and shows, you know. That, but sometimes when you see certain organizations, they've got some really wealthy backing. And then sometimes you wonder, and then they want you to do for free. So we always tell, try to tell them that I have to pay for my makeup artist to do my hair, my face. And then we also have to dress a certain way. You can't expect me to go out there looking like this, right? Those people want to Wow! Oh, you look like that. Wow! All done up. You know, it's an expensive. You know what I mean? Short time, ma. You know, short time. So you come out like that, ma. You know what I mean? So it's it's it's. I think sometimes they fail to understand that. Yes, we can. I can come up there looking like a quiet girl. I will do that when it's the appropriate time for it. Yes. But when you're asking me to come and do a show because you want to raise funds, I'm coming and doing a show. You know, I'm coming in as uh, you know i don't have like split personalities are coming as francisca peter the artist you know so i think that's sometimes that's one of the things that i wish that people would understand not just speaking for myself but there are others who are like me too you know and they they they, they are good at their craft they love what they do uh you know i mean even you know if imagine if you kevin you know you go and ask you to do something you do for free uh, then you see Wow, this fellow, but this sponsor, that sponsor, and then you think, wow, cannot pay me a little bit or so, you know? For church free, for church definitely free. For the record, for the record, we're not paying you anything for to appear on the show. Don't send me a bill later, please. No, I know that you know, look, you do weigh you have to weigh things out when and who and what and how you want to ask for a fee. Everyone has to be very practical there. You know, for us, a lot of us, so now, a lot of artists are out of work. You know, a lot of them are out of work. And you imagine, they have children, you know, a lot of them, they are married, they have children. I know a lot of them are. You can't even imagine how they are feeling also. I mean, I know how I feel. I was talking to my mom about it, you know. You know, on the finances and things, you know, how to, but I'm a different kind of cattle of fish altogether. I've been through like really down, down. You know, like when you're a poor family, you pick yourselves up. And then I always say that, you know, it's like a wave. And then it went like really down, down once, you know. Uh, and then when I, I got home and then I picked myself up and then wave right on my sister is an amazing manager, Viviana, you know, and most trustworthy. And uh, got back up, 
And I'm the kind of person who will grab the bull by its horn and somehow you cut your losses and you just work and come back up again. That's what you do. You have to. You've got no choice. Yeah, I suppose uh, that's good advice because we know a lot of uh, those in the entertainment line, especially the bands and those who can't operate yeah. right now during the MCO. And like you said, they have young children, you know, and you know, just that's their bread and butter. So I guess, right. that, yeah, I guess that's that's very good advice to them to, to you know, to soldier on. And um, just want to go back to a bit about what Father Clarence said just now, just to tag along about the mm. the connotation that that the entertainment industry, you know, with all the drugs and and the bad stuff there. Uh, have you ever been like, because you're in the industry for quite a long time, have you ever been tempted around or, or what kept you away? Was your faith involved in how it kept you uh, away from all this uh, bad stuff? Um, I'm not crying. I'm just a, a emo person. Anyway, <laughs> but um, I won't mention names, but I've been in a room where people smoked till the whole place was smoked up. And this was when I was first started out you know, as an artist. Um, and I would just walk out of the room, you know, because I'm not going to sit there and inhale all that muck. I just walk out of the room. Um, and I would just say, oh, God, because I don't like the smell of smoke anyways, because I don't smoke. And so I just walk out of the room and I just go away, you know. Because sometimes when they have, like, when you play in clubs and bars those days, you know, and I was starting out, uh, sometimes the hotel will give you one room and then you cram all of us in and all of them are guys the musicians and as a young person you know a girl then and then uh, you just it's like a changing room and you just uh, go there chill and go home you know after that we never really uh, stayed in the hotels at that time when I first started out um, and so I would just walk off because it was one some of the things that I promised my mom it wasn't easy because I don't know what I was doing anyway. All I know is I just wanted to go out and make a living and to bring back money so that we can, we can pay the rent and have decent food on the table, you know, and pay for the school fees. Um, I, I don't know whether I would have become a smoker or an alcoholic or a, a, or a druggie, you know, because um, I never knew these things, you know. And then when I was... In there, and I'd seen it. And I used to say that I told my mom. My mom used to say to me, "You know, you just promised me these things." And I told my mom, "I promise her I won't be an alcoholic. I won't take drugs. You know, and uh, I won't smoke." I told her these things, and I think it meant a lot to her that I could do that. But obviously, you know, I I did, and I did not buts a bit. I didn't. I don't smoke. And I would never consider myself an alcoholic. Every time I go for checkup with doctors, I remember even abroad, they would ask, uh, do you drink, you know? And I'll say, no, if you consider two, three glasses of wine a year, uh, no, 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 forget about that. That's not an alcoholic. So I say, I just thought I'd let you know anyway. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm not really a drinker. Um, I only picked it up drinking. I think I need to uh, learn to drink wine only... Um, um, in my late 20s that's like really late you know so but it's not a big thing for me in fact I stopped drinking now because uh, as the years passed on my asthma kind of like grew and uh, red wine is not really good for things like that you know it actually triggers a lot of uh, problems so I don't I don't do that at all now on a, on a, on a lighter note friend I mean I mean, I've met you in church. I mean, never had the opportunity to ask you some of these simple questions. Maybe, you know, uh, people, these are just one-line answers or one-word answers, you know. <laughs> simple things like you, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you're an artist, you're a singer. Who's your all-time favorite singer? Oh, my God. All-time favorite singer. My all-time favorite singer. Gosh. I don't, I got so many, but it's very hard for me to say. It would be unfair to my my <laughs> other my other favorites. I mean I I mean all time favorite singer. I cannot say all time. How could I say all time? Okay, I can name a few. Can I? Okay. Sure, sure. Okay, all time I've always liked Streisand. Okay. All right. I read the artist as Streisand the singer. 
Um, I, I like Kelly Clarkson. I like uh, Mariah uh, because they are two very outstanding uh, vocalists. I also like some uh, amazing artists like uh, Gladys Pitt, Gladys Knight. Uh, Gladys Knight, she's amazing. And some of them have passed on like Ella Fitzgerald or Billie Holiday, Sarah Vaughan. They've passed on, but you know, they're greats, you know. So these are the people that I like, and 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 quite a number. I also have some guy singers that I like, but I just want to name the girls because you know being female. Okay, if I can just twist the question a little bit, if you if they were to make a movie about you, who do you think would be the best person to play you? Hmm, good question. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Or we'll have each of them. I can't really think. <laughs> I can't really think. I mean, Tough one. you know, I would love to see, maybe in my heart, I would love to see like a more multicultural thing going on. Mm -hmm. I think we, we, rather than move back, I think we need to move ahead. I would love to see more colors of race, um, you know, involved uh, in, in any kind of movie or drama. And I don't think people should be unkind to say that, oh, this one is uh, non-Sion, you know, this is only for Malay, Bahasa, thingy. I don't, I don't see life like that. I think that we need to change that. We need to have more uh, togetherness. Because our everyday life is like that. You know, we go out. You know, whether you're going to the the uncle's grocer, uh, Mr. Tan's grocer, or whether you're going to uh, the Indian restaurant to buy your 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 your, your Indian food, or, you know, you can be Malay, Indian, Chinese, or so then, or you're going to the Chinese uh, shop to buy Thai fan, you know, chicken rice. I mean, it's uh, it's it's like this is our everyday life. You, you know, Malays go to uh, uh, car repair shops where the guy is abeng, you know, he's just, you know, there and he's helping. And then what do we talk about? We talk not so perfectly in our BM or our English. We just talk, like mixing up everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what Malaysia is about. And I just wish that, just, just wake up, you know, I just wish sometimes those sitting up there just wake up and just do things that way. Just come on, look at us all, you know. And I think what one one of the things that that probably what you're saying brought us together. Uh, you know, uh, okay, like, I mean, friend, you sang many songs, okay, but the song that you most remembered. I mean, I don't know whether it's the right thing to say. Like Mark said, it's Satya, right? I mean. Yeah. It was on TV and you know you're you're synonymous with, with that song. And it was a nice song to bring people together. Yeah. You know. It was a time as well politically going back like 30 years, maybe something like that. Huh? Um, where there was already friction in within government. And that song was written particularly for uh uh, bringing the unity, they didn't want the fights going on within, and that song was actually written, uh, you know, uh, for for this particular for that particular reason. And of course, you know, it has come full, you know, scale now, and it's you know, people do recognize. I think uh, in the last three years, it came back even bigger, you know, more. So you know, and then. I was asked again, I was you know, starting to sing it a little bit more and this and that. And then wherever I needed to do it, I would do it, you know, because they would request. I want you to, the words are very meaningful um, because how, it's how very about, how, how about singing, singing one or two lines for us? Kepada pemimpin, kepada rakyat. Hikmat diberi penuh taat, sama bekerja, sama berusaha, so, sama, sama, semua. Everyone has to, you know, semua have to, like, you know, work together. And I think that, you know, with, with this thing now going on, 
we don't wake up. Friend, I just have a question. Yeah. Uh, do the younger generation, uh, the millennials or the Gen Z and all, do they uh, come up to you and 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 because of the Satya song? I think some do, some do, but not a lot until their mother says something. Then they'll do like that. It's just like that. It's really cute. But then you know, because they are listening to it, but they have not they 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 they've seen the old footage probably, not the new ones, but they can see pictures of me on Facebook and other stuff, social media, but um, you know, they haven't really seen me face to face. And when I'm outside, I'm quite normal, you know, just no heavy makeup. So sometimes the mothers, they, they will recognize and they say, You tell that auntie, you suffer. You tell that laguni. Ah, they say, oh. and Then they were like, mm, looking like that. It's so cute. Like it's the eyes all open, big, like, Is my mom crazy or is this real or something, you know? If I remember the 80s, I think. I think that song, if I remember, that song came on after the news, I think, almost every day. Yes. Yeah, yes. before every news time, yeah. like before 8 or closing time, and even sometimes they say opening of the station in yeah. the morning. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. That was probably one of the biggest songs ever, you know, because it ran so long. Uh, and uh, after that, you know, they had groups singing it, you know, uh, to show the, yeah. the unity, you know, in the country. So... Yeah, it's a good. It's actually a very pretty song. It's a pretty song. I'm I'm blessed and I'm thankful that I was chosen to sing it. Yeah. Maybe uh, another remix, maybe with a duet with a younger, uh, younger I person, did. and also we can reach out to the younger Astra, audience. Astro did one recently. Uh, I think about uh, maybe it's two. It's two years old now. Um, with a group of singers. Uh, and I was oh, okay. also there, yeah. So they that was how they what that was how that TV station wanted to revive it, you know. Uh, then after that, we had others also other groups singing it, and then people started singing in schools. This was the previous time before now, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to ask one more question. Sorry, Kevin. I mean, uh, what I mean, your success, I think. Uh, there are many reasons to it. Uh, could and I think uh, one of the the key things which I, I believe which would be your ability to sing in Bahasa, you know what I mean. And it reached out to many Malaysians. Uh, and I think today the artists also uh, is it the same? I mean, because we see a lot of many aspiring artists, but not many actually break through the scenes. You know what I mean. So what 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 would be your advice to them in terms of um, how should they look at the career? I think sometimes. I think we have to open our eyes how God is channeling us or, or, or how we are, he's given us all gifts. How we are going to use I, it. Everything was uh, by chance. I stumbled upon everything in my life. You know, it was all stumbled upon it. And then it was like given to me and I said, okay, take that. Okay, yeah, 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 I'll take it, you know. Okay, thank you, Lord, you know, that's the kind of thing. Um, BM wise, because it just so happened, like now going back to what Father Clarence was talking, he grew up with the Roy and Fran time. Um, after the band and pubs and uh, singing and all that, there was a moment where um, the bands all they broke up, and then uh, then Roy was looking for a singer too at that time, and uh, he then uh, I was looking also to. To, to, to continue working, obviously, to make a living. For me, it was like, hey, I'm singing and I'm making a living, you know, and I love singing. So it's great, the combination. Then I we hooked up like, and said, he said, uh, you know, uh, okay, fine. So we hooked up as Roy and Fran, the duo. And we started at the hotel, coffee house, hotel lounge, you know. And um, while we were singing at one of the hotels, it was called, it was, it's now called Concord, but it was the Merlin Hotel at that time. And uh, I remember uh, the late Sudirman, you know, he used to come there almost every night. And he would request this song, a very old classic, 50s, I think, by Connie Francis called Frankie. And he would come there almost every other night and he'd ask, Fran, my favorite song, please. And I would have to sing the song for him. And he would come there to have his dinner alone. Then one night, 
he brought uh, EMI in. Uh, Mrs. Bay, they call her the Iron Lady. Um, and uh, she came with uh, the, the uh, ENR guy as well and uh, sat down and he said, you know, you listen to that, listen to Fran, listen. And then, of course, you know, Roy and Fran think we were a duo. And so, in the end, they, they signed us on. And I kind of have to say that, you know, he kind of introduced us to the record label. And it was perfect timing because we became like the duo in the country, you know. And everyone was so goo goo gaga over us. I used to see us as like Donnie and Marie, brother and sister. Everyone wanted to see us as husband and wife material. But no, <laughs> no, 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 no. He was more like a brother to me, you know. Yeah. So that's well, like the carpenters. Yeah, that's right. Karen and uh, Richard, yeah. yeah. Mark, Mark is too young to remember those things. Uh. No, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin would remember. No? Oh, yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin and Mark are very young. Yeah, maybe Ke Kevin in the industry probably he will remember. <laughs> I do, I do. And I actually do know Mrs. Bay. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 did you know they called her the Iron Lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's what you call the... I would say that she was one of those uh, strong women that that time, mm. particular era... It's not yeah. common, and she was yes. pretty strong, yeah. And you need to be in this industry. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's because it can be quite chauvinistic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with Sudiman introducing you to, 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 to EMI and stuff like that, I mean, were you, all, uh, were you all friends after that? And in terms of uh, working together, yeah. you all collaborate a lot? Um, you know, because why he's a, you know, I'm, I'm a very funny person I always believe in uh, uh, you know you don't catch out people you know discretion yes. and I'm, I'm the type because they are celebrities you know celebrities they have their 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 privacy and things like that um, collaborating is you always leave it to other people you know because they are a star and they're right you know everybody wants to sing with somebody but it's all about timing as well you know and uh, I was with uh, Roy that time. So it wouldn't be kind of like a done thing to be doing a uh, duet with him. But of course, later on, maybe we could have, but it just didn't pan out that way. Because later on, my solo career kicked off even more, uh, bigger than the Roy and Fran, but it was still big because Roy and Fran was a, a kind of thing where I think after Roy and Fran, there were no really any great duos. And that's why it kind of like stayed. And I think it's just perfect that way. It's so nice, you know? Yeah. And so, Kevin, back to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's great. So I just want to continue with the, with the theme that Father Clarence wants to talk about. Lighter stuff uh, about Francisca, Peter. Let's talk about food. You just mentioned earlier that you like to talk about food and uh, like to know what, what people like to eat. I want to know what you guys had for lunch. <laughs> well, I just had leftovers from yesterday. <laughs> well, well, actually, interesting enough, it was uh, my mother's birthday yesterday. Oh, you know? how nice. Happy birthday and to your mom. Yeah, and uh, we didn't want to to have our cooking, you know, because it's not up to a standard. So we discussed my sister and my sir ordered some really nice food. So we had a lot of it yesterday, uh, a lot of balance as well. So, you know, that's my lunch for today. Uh, but, oh, good for you. But yeah. Oh, you want to know what it is? Uh, some some pizza, some pork ribs, spaghetti, meatballs. Excuse me? Yeah. Did you say pork? <laughs> pork ribs. <laughs> But what food do you like? What food do you like, friend? What even food? Don't even go there with No. Um, I like everything actually. I love a lot of different foods. Um, but it's sometimes the most simplest ones actually get me. Just a nice, simple home cooked meal. One veggie, one fish or so, I'm happy, you know, or, uh, you know, just eating um, Hainanese chicken rice or so, just simple one with some boiled vegetables or so, I'm very happy. You know, I'm just happy uh, to be able to have my favorites and they're usually quite simple and I love bakute. Oh. Mm, yes. <laughs> you know, I love my bakute, but I don't eat it often because, you know, 
I think Malaysians only use the word hiti. If you use that word anywhere in the world, they'll all start laughing at you. Uh, but yes, it's very hot for the body. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, we know you like to read a lot. And uh, have you read any good books recently? Well, you know what? I think this is probably one of the worst times. Good books, I think. Not of late. I've got some books that are waiting for me to read. And the problem is now when you go online, you're reading stuff. And then you suddenly read and read and read, and then you're going to the next thing and you're reading. And then you forget about it, you know. So there are days where I just, I just need to like switch off. And because I'm one of those, once I pick up the book, I have to finish it. Mm. I cannot be distracted. Even movies, I'll be freaking, you know. And then my sister will ask me, say, you're sleeping very early. No wonder you're getting up very early. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so tired. Yeah, you sleep too early, you're getting up too early. So, even when I'm watching TV, I'll flick to see, oh, no, 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 I need to be like really awake for some of the serious, and I like serious drama mm -hmm. or comedy drama. I love that kind of movies, you know. Um, and if I'm very impatient, then I'll watch like a typical male or the fighting type. Uh. <laughs> the Rambo the big person is a Now friend, uh, during Easter, you also posted a video of you singing Batapa Hatiku, uh, which was lo lovely. Uh, you also stressed the importance of being thankful. Can you share with us uh, any particular moment where you felt that closeness of the Lord and His graces, being thankful for, for what He has given you? Okay, your first, first question was, what was that again? Sorry, the phone went, I just shut it off. Uh, no, I was just saying that during Easter, you posted a video of singing Batapa Hatiku. And, um, in your, and in your post, you stress about the importance of being thankful. So I was just wondering, is there any moment, a particular moment in your life where you felt the closeness of the Lord and His graces and, you know, being thankful of what He has given to you? Um, I think prayer is something that uh, I wish I was more prayerful. I wish I was like my mother who can just pick up the rosary and like say it like, you know, like it's so, so easy, like a breeze. You know? um, we often get distracted, you know, and um, I wish I could like just pick it up any time of the day and just say it, you know, um, rather than be distracted by the things that are not important. But having said that, um, I am extremely grateful and thankful for the fact that I think uh, I'm returning home to live back here. I'm grateful and thankful for that because that was already in my heart. I've already, in my heart and mind, there was that this plan was there. I wanted to come back home, you know. Uh, my mom is getting older, you know, and I have two beautiful nieces whom I adore to death. You know, and uh, you know, my sister, my brother, you know, they're here, and uh, I always believe that that, that that charity begins at home thing. Because when you have that foundation, charity begins at home. That's only when you can actually see yourself being able to reach out and help someone else because you already have that. Because if you don't have that, charity begins at home feeling, you know, family. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible for you to even uh, 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 imagine uh, how you you should be helping someone else. I that's how I I see you know things. So, um, I am thankful for a lot of things. Even now, I'm thankful for the fact that he has brought me to the journey, even with the bad things that went on in my life. Uh, the, the, the you know, everyone has pains and struggles and hurts, mm -hmm. you know, but sometimes you will go through the phase of uh, every difficulty, you will go through a phase of when you're so hurt and then that hurt turns into anger. And the thing is how to manage that anger so you don't become bitter that anger then jumps on, let that anger try to control and, and, and manage that anger. 
And that's where I think uh, you have to pray a lot during that time when you are filled with that anger after the hurt. Then only after that, you can actually see yourself healing. You have moments of perhaps hurt and anger, but the healing process starts after that. And sometimes that can take three years, four years. Some people, it, it doesn't even... It, it, it doesn't even take years. Uh, it takes, it not just doesn't take like three or, or, or four years. It takes years. And you're un, unable to forgive. You may not be able to forget some things, but the forgiveness itself, I think, plays such a huge role to be able for you to move forward, to go on and get on with things. Because why? You don't want to have that thing holding you because it is like can you i hate that word and he was like oh she's got a lot of baggage you know she's got a lot of baggage you don't want to go out with that you know you don't want this one you don't want that is a terrible thing to say but it's kind of like someone just pulling you back you know just pulling you back mm -hmm. it's not about baggage because everyone has baggage you know it's like someone just pulling you back and you're letting them pull you back mm -hmm. so when you're able to forgive that's when you can actually conquer the anger and then you laugh off some of the things and uh, the things that hurt you. It's good to have a good cry. Cry like you're, you just cry like you can't breathe, you know, just cry. And like the problem is I think people have so much pride and ego. And I think when they have that, it's so hard. That's where hardened hearts come in and they're incapable of forgiving. I hope it makes sense. I hope it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yes. Yeah, Father, would you like to add anything to to that? Oh, well, yeah. I think friend has said quite a, quite a bit about you know letting go. Mm -hmm. I think in, in some ways, not just I mean, everyone has got baggage, you know. Yeah. Some have excess baggage. <laughs> 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 but you know. But yeah, I, I, I just remember reading something quite recently, you know, it says that if, every time if you, if you just keep looking back into the, into the previous chapter of your life, uh, you never move on to the next chapter, you know? Yeah. And I think we always just look forward to the, a new chapter. And every, for me, every day is a, is a beginning of a new chapter. That's you know, right. To be able to wake up and see the sunrise and even That's right. within the confines of one's home, uh, to be thankful for even those little things. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a good reminder. Uh, and a nice song that you sang, you know, I'm sure our readers, our, our listeners can go to YouTube and, and pick out that song. Yeah, I know that that song is a beautiful, there are so many beautiful uh, um, hymns like that. Um, and I just decided to do, my sis was saying, you know, I think you should do it, it's appropriate. Uh, and then when I sang that song and I just felt like, it's 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 something that is meaningful, moving, and um, everyone is going through something or other right now. Um, and there are a lot of a lot of sad cases also because people are locked in, you know. Yeah. But thankfulness, yes. If you notice, like the sun, I mean, the sunny days are so like amazing. Even when the sun is uh, setting and the sun is rising in the morning. I, I have this great view that I can see the, the beautiful sun rising. It's so, and I can actually hear the pigeons actually talking. It must be a nest somewhere. But I can. You you, 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 you sure you're not you're not hallucinating, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> I can actually hear them talking. Talk. I don't want to sound like that, but it sounds. You know, they're actually talking. And I remember one of the the guys or management people they were singing in. Uh, place that you stay as you're saying uh uh there's a nest somewhere we've got to get rid of the nest <laughs> <laughs> well, i uh, guess we are running out of time a bit okay. yeah uh, so uh thanks, yeah, I mean, yeah so i suppose just before we let you go friend uh, is there anything you'd like to tell us about what's coming up for you in the near future um, any projects oh uh, yeah well um we've got some my that the tv show is coming up uh, TV2 uh, on the 27th. Um, um, it's kind of crazy, but it's kind of fun. 
and it's just kind of weird to see we are all like in little squares on on the TV. That's what you're gonna see on TV too, you know. And then there's another one coming up as well. But I don't know which uh, station that's gonna be. Um, I've got to prepare for that recordings too. So it's all like doing at home. It seems so easy, um, but uh, um, it's it's really a new world. I think a new yeah. world. Maybe maybe could you tell us a little bit about World Vision because I think uh, they they at this period of time also they are doing quite a bit for for the. Um, they are doing quite a bit, uh, but I think there's also a, a certain countries. Some countries uh, are having a harder time than some countries uh, because of the the fact that they are not supposed to ha have so many so much movements around, and uh, some countries I think. The lockdown has affected them quite a bit because they are not able to reach out and then uh, only certain quarters are allowed to and certain quarters they are not letting them move around really to, to help, which I think is rather unfair and unkind. Uh, and I think they shouldn't because World Vision has been around for a long time, just like Catholic Relief. Mm -hmm. They've all been around for like donkey's years and they really know at the back of their hand uh, on poverty issues, poverty, and it's not about people should not be thinking about conversion because I think that is absolutely ridiculous. We are here trying to feed people, you know, children are suffering, and uh, when people are paranoid like that, it's a disgrace because God is love and kindness and care, you know, and you are supposed to reach out to anyone and everyone, and so. It's also about the nutrition side of it. When you are all this kind of old hand in this industries of NGOs, whether it's Catholic Relief or uh, you know Saint Vincent de Paul um, or, or World Vision, they already know the kind of nutrition, what kind of foods to buy for sustainable uh, uh, lengths of periods of time. You know, here you're giving things that I mean. You don't give chili sauce. Some people put chili sauce. Don't ask me where I read that. I'm not gonna offend anyone. But chili sauce is that nutrition? No, it's not. It's sugar and it doesn't do anything for you. And preservatives. You are talking about flour. Can be any kind of flour, but flour, rice, of course, you know. And then you have some sugar, maybe, and then you have like drinks, so you buy like Milo or you know and milk powder milk powder is a necessity what anyone wants to say so these are things that you need soap you know and even buying dal also dal dal is something that can be kept mm. when we were in, uh, just a quick one I know it's time the time limit is there we're not we were in India uh, with World Vision I remember there was this school where all the laborers and all the other very poor families they would put their kids to study in school. And I would see Mother uh, Mother Mary, uh, 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 Saint Mother Teresa. The picture was everywhere, and with Gandhiji in the co-school. I was so proud. And uh, the children, how they give their meals, you know, at least they will have their meals there, and uh, they have uh, all the nutrition's are there. Of course, you have rice is couple. And then you have a full boiled egg. Mm -hmm. One day they'll have full boiled egg. One day they'll have fish. And then dal, curry, mm -hmm. dal. You know, all the nutritions are there already. And that's a, a good meal for, for them. So I think that we want to talk about things. We must also talk about this so that how they can sustain. Because at this kind of lockdown thing, you really need to know what you're buying for the families. Yeah. Thank you for that, friend. Um, especially this time, you know, what's important is sustenance and, you know, we yeah. should be thinking about that, especially yeah. for the less fortunate. Thanks so much for that. Francisca, Peter, it's okay. been a pleasure to have you on our show. We won't forget all your memorable songs and we wish you all the best. You're welcome thank anytime you. on our show and we hope to have you Yay. again just to catch up, yeah? Yes, thank you. Thanks, thanks. friend. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Father. How about a prayer before we end, Father? Sure. Yeah, yeah come. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all the blessings that we receive that sometimes we forget to be thankful for. Thank you for reminding us to be grateful for even the little that we receive. 
We pray for many people who are trying to reach out to others at different levels, that you may use all of us as your instruments, as your channels to bring comfort, nutrition, and also to bring that sense of hope that you offer to us in this season of Easter. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, that's today's episode. Don't forget to watch our previous shows on Facebook, Catholics at Home, our podcast on YouTube and Spotify as well. I'm Kachang Kevin on behalf of my co-host Mark Darren Lee, Father Clarence, and our special guest today, Francisca Peter. Stay safe and healthy and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>